You're listening to the Teaching Matters podcast, brought to you by the University of Edinburgh and part of the Teaching Matters blog. Teaching Matters brings together students and staff in conversation, debate, and celebration of learning and teaching in higher education. Feel free to share your comments with us, either directly on the blog or email us at teachingmatters at ed.ac.uk. You can listen and subscribe to the Teaching Matters podcast at Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and music is provided by Hook Sounds. This episode is part of an occasional series from the Teaching Matters podcast, where current and previous contributors to the Teaching Matters blog discuss their writing process, as well as the social and academic relevance of their work. These discussions give insight into how contributors construct ideas and meaning around teaching and learning. In this episode, Joanna Holton, director of the Mastercard Scholars Foundation program at the University of Edinburgh, talks to Martina Rocose, a Mastercard Scholar at the University of Edinburgh in international relations and international law. Joanna and Martine mention another Teaching Matters contributor, Brindley Fortuyn, who you can hear in conversation with Joanna in a previous episode. There's a link to Martine's Teaching Matters post, Leadership Revisited, in the show notes. Martine uh, is from Burundi and she's studying international relations and law. Her passion is African youth development and entrepreneurship, gender equality and racial justice. Um, and so Martine, just thinking about what, what I have, have, have seen from Martine's career is that she starts things that matter. So she co-founded Linda, a social enterprise that tackles sexual reproductive health issues among teenagers in Kenya. She founded the first ever model African Union Society in the UK. Um, she runs the One Young World Edinburgh chapter, which is a platform to lead on uncomfortable conversations on orphanage volunteerism. And she is the found, founding director of the highly influential Black Ad Movement, which is an initiative to end racist culture at the university. And I have a feeling she's just getting started. Um, and I think what was really interesting about you and Brinley is you both responded saying, this was hard. <laughs> I think you're both at, you know, interesting stages of your career and obviously like post post or we're very much in COVID, you know, moving on to PhDs and how this transitional space provides you with a chance to like stop and reflect and kind of go through that, those kind of internal conflicts as well. Could you share some of your reflections on what it was like to to pull together your story? Uh, thanks. Um, so also thank you for the invitation. Like the email was really a surprise. And when I saw uh, Brindley copied on it, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to match his academic uh, words or his like uh, jargon and everything. But so that's the first conflict was there. Um, should I accept or not? So the challenge was there. Um, but then I went to look at the other teaching matters blogs and it's like variety. So I was like, okay, I can I can put my voice there. It's like there is a space. And that's actually, I would say, um, my blogging style. So he was talking about his blogging style. So my style has never been about informing or educating people. Maybe it does it indirectly, but not directly. So it, it was always been about um, like, filling a gap 
or like something that doesn't exist in the like literature out there or in the blogging. So um, I would say, for instance, um, in high school, I, I used to be blogging for this German. Um, uh, it's like teaching matters, but for German students and about East Africa and everything, our culture and everything, because there wasn't a Burundian talking to German children about how East Africans other teenagers are so and then um i would say also for the lionesses of africa which is a like blogging magazine that writes about female entrepreneurs all over africa so i went there and i was like so when you go to the countries and you see burundi it's in it's in gray because that means there is no one who has ever written about burundian female entrepreneurs i was like no way <laughs> no way this has to stop today so i wrote to them with the first blog article and the title and the pictures and uh, so that's how it rolled so for a year i've been blogging for lanises of africa as well so that would be then my like my style of like filling a gap that doesn't exist uh, bringing in voices that are not there already so um so when i was writing about this I was like, where do I fit there? Is there a gap for like, is my voice needed there? Because it's like University of Edinburgh wide. And it's like, is, I don't want it to be redundant or reinventing the wheel. So, because that's what motivates me to write. I want to feel that I'm bringing something new to the table. So I was like, so that was also then the second conflict uh, to make it in a way that adds on a value to the Teaching Matters uh, blog. And um, so this, the third one, of course, was also, do I make it informal or formal because it's Edinburgh, University of Edinburgh wide and you don't want it to follow, like to look as if oh, you are on a round and you're not offering any solutions, again, not adding any values. But how I found the balance is that, um, is again, who is my audience? So my audience is never about, um, the masses, again, as I said, are people whose voices are not there, so to show them the path. So my audience was the fellow African black woman studying at the University of Edinburgh. So I was like, I'm going to talk to that person, <laughs> whoever they are. So what are the struggles do, they go, do we go through? And um, so the topic was basically the feeling of not being enough and uh, the imposter syndrome. We have to pay too much price to be here. and. So again, do we belong here? Thanks for bringing me to say I belong here. <laughs> Rightfully so. So, um, so I decided to write on my like to write on my imposter syndrome, trying to explore um, the past and how now I'm doing and the future where I want to be. So my reflection was about that and uh, moments where I was about to quit because uh, people put on expectations of leadership, of uh, gender equality, that I didn't feel like I was equipped enough to. So, and which is the same thing actually happening right now where people are saying, oh, you are an activist, or you are maybe driving these changes at the uni. And I'm like, May, and I feel burdened by those expectations. So that, that reflection, that's what makes it my blog personal. So it's not really academic. And I decided to go to informal and personal side because I decided that my audience, that's what they wanted to relate with. And um, so, yeah, it's in, in a nutshell, that's 
the background of writing the blogs and um, how the reflections went. It, it is, it is, it's amazing. I think how, how, how confident you step into these gaps and into these roles and to hear that you're feeling like you're an imposter or don't feel like you're enough is, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's important to see that that full picture and I, I think it's interesting to see how blogging allowed you to do that and how you personified your audience I thought that was really powerful um, and I see the way that you kind of address your blog is the way you work as well <laughs> so it feels very authentic to your process too from 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 what I can see thank you so much Martine thank